I'm Adam Hergenrother and welcome to Business Meets Spirituality. This is a show for leaders and high achievers who've experienced success on the outside and still feel like something is missing in their life, who have made money and accomplished big goals, but then ask themselves, is this all there is? After all, business is nothing but a conduit for your personal growth. Need nothing and enjoy everything. This is Business Meets Spirituality. Hey everyone, welcome back. Super excited to be here with you today. Uh, We are going to be talking about the wonderful four-letter word, fear. Fear is something that paralyzes most of us. And the biggest questions we get around fear and why we want to tackle this topic today is um, because fear doesn't go away. I think people spend a lot of their time and uh, trying to get rid of fear at some point, right? They, they, they think that it should be non-existent in their world. But we know that being in the doing world of your of this physical presence that you're in, right? And this this physical side of of being, right? And then doing is you're going to have emotions. You're going to have fear that's in there. But by the way, it's interesting enough because for thousands of years, fear served a very good purpose right? It just did. And when you look at fear, it actually allowed us to go into a fight flight response, which most people are aware of. If somebody cuts you off driving and they piss you off, you kind of get into this little fight or flight response, right? And when you do that, you can fear this source of adrenaline that comes into it, right? So where does fear serve in today's world? Where does fear serve in the business world today? Where does fear serve when you are, you know, you're jumping out on your own or you want to have a child or you want to get into a new relationship? Well, there's basically two different types of fear, right? You have the first fear is primal. And this is that fear that is kind of rooted within us. That is the, again, that fear of, of holy shit, a tiger is chasing us and I need to run faster than the tiger so I can survive, right? And that saved probably a lot of us uh, back in the day, right? And we still have that. And if we ever are getting chased by a tiger, um, we probably, hopefully that that fear kind of jumps in, right? Um, and then we can, we can use that and, and instinctively do it. However, what's really interesting about this though is, is fear used that way, you kick in a bunch of endorphins, right? And so when, it, when that happens, you then burn them off. So this is what people forget. Like in primal fear, it kicked in for a reason. Like you needed your all of your blood to move away from your extremities to go towards your legs or your or different parts of you, so that you could actually run faster or fight or do different things. So it actually, sorry, it didn't it didn't move away from your extremities. It actually moved towards your extremities. Right? Hallie's looking at me like, yes, that's it's the opposite way, right? And so when it when it does that, it gives you the ability to run faster, which you need. But remember, when that kicks in and you have this huge surge of of, of adrenaline that's in your body, you then use it, right? So if, you ever, if you're running for a mile and you have to sprint away from this thing, you're using the adrenaline. The problem is, is nowadays we have what's called psychological fear, which is the fear of like, oh my God, like somebody's judging me for what I'm wearing um, or like I have something in my teeth and it's embarrassing or I have a fear of, and we're talking about different fears, but just fear of failure or I have fear of speaking up in a group or I have a fear of starting a podcast, right? I have a fear of anything that you have that shows up. The thing is when that fear kicks in, your body doesn't know it's not, it's kicking itself in and it's, and it doesn't know that it's not going to be using it right away. So then it just gets stored and that's how people develop more stress. And then, then ultimately that just leads to larger health problems. So this primal fear served as a really good purpose. And then we burnt it off. It's you ever seen like a, an animal, right? If they, if they get like in a, in a fight, they, 
they literally like they wrestle with each other and then like they flap their wings or like if you use like a duck like, i just used that example before like ducks fight and you can see them kind of going after food and they flap their wings releasing the energy and then they literally like a minute later go back to like hanging out with each other right it's actually kind of interesting you ever notice that um in this world of of you know, carnivores and herbivores. I know it's kind of off topic, but carnivores, herbivores, that word is, um, the, that, uh, that, uh, they can like, they coexist a lot without killing each other. You ever just noticed that? Like, there's just a lot of, in that world, they just kind of co, and it's kind of, it's, you can see that. I don't know where I'm going with this, but like, it's just kind of interesting that they can do that. Um, they kind of coexist uh, in that world, which is always kind of fascinating. Yet there's like this competition constantly, but yet at the same time, they do coexist with, with everything that's there. Um, so we have primal fear and we have psychological fear. And the psychological fear, we're just kind of talking about again, it's there and it's real. It's showing up like, what is somebody going to think of me? What is somebody going to, um, how is somebody viewing this? How is somebody going to look at me? And there's the different fears of, of things that are happening there. So when I think about fear in general, it's not necessarily about how do you get rid of it, but it's how do you dance with it, which we're going to talk about in a few minutes. Um, but fear will paralyze people from taking action. And it's, and it's the fear of the psychological fear that we've developed over time. And this fear exists um, to, and it exists because your body wants to take the simplest route to survive more. And so it instantly is kind of doing its job. When you go out there to want to start something new, it's, it's scary. So your body goes, well, hold on, let me have self-preservation to a certain extent so that you stay there. So it naturally kind of kicks in. Everyone feels it differently in different parts of their body, right? Um, so when this fear comes in there, you just have to learn how to dance with it. The minute you start, start resisting the fear in itself is the minute that you start it right so the minute you feel a fear come in there if you instantly start fighting the fear you're going to be fighting and feeding energy and the more it's going to grow it's like if you have a plant that's growing you keep feeding it it the more the and it could be a positive plant or negative plant it's just going to grow more and the same thing with fear inside of us so how do we get rid of this fear right but before we jump into that let's talk about kind of some common fears of business right and inside the business world we do this in, in large speaking groups and we ask people what are their most common fears, right? And a fear of failure, a fear, a fear, and it's a fear of success. This is one that gets a lot of people and it's not what you typically think. If you actually trace it back, fear of success isn't about getting success. It's about will they be able to maintain it? And that's where people, if you dig down into what fear is there. It's like, well, hey, if I go out there and I make this amount of money, or if I get to this certain lifestyle, or if I, if I um, hire this many employees, or if I take this, this, this development to the next level, or if I go buy this, will I be able to maintain that? And if I can't maintain it, then it's basically proven myself that I'm not enough. And so that fear is kind of kicks in, right? And so it holds people back that fear of success because not because they can't achieve it because you can't achieve anything. It's because they limit themselves or as soon as they start having success, they start sabotaging or bringing it down to a level that's comfortable in their zone. It's like they have their arms around it. And the minute you start building something that your arms get around it, it becomes very fearful because you're not sure if you can maintain it. Well, it, it's kind of like the whole, when you talk about people placing limits on themselves, you put a limit on yourself so that if you don't ever get outside that limit, then you'll never will fall as big as you want, right? I remember I, there was a competitor of mine that, uh, that said, hey, you know, Adam's really growing his organization and doing these different things. And, you know, the larger you get, the harder 
fall. And somebody gave me that feedback. And I said, well, I, I can certainly appreciate that. And what I responded to them was, I'd much rather grow to be as big as possible and fail than to never grow at all. And you've heard that phrase before, but if you approach business that way, then the fear won't hold you back, right? Because you then realize that you can use fear as a source of energy. When I started in real estate as an individual agent in mid-2006, literally leaving a job that was paying about $50,000 a year, I was right out of school. And I remember even my parents who were always supportive of me thought I was a little bit crazy because, I mean, you guys all remember what happened in 2000, late 2006, 2007. I mean, mortgage companies were falling out by like the dozen a day. I mean, real estate was dropping in there. You're going to go into this real estate world. And people just all around me, it's not that they were trying to limit me, they were trying to protect me. And I think that's what fear almost does. If you can think about it in yourself, it's not trying to actually prevent you from doing anything. It's actually trying to protect you. It just, that's its goal. It doesn't know you're trying to get above and beyond that. It's just trying to protect you so that you don't get hurt, right? Because if you get hurt, then you may question whether or not you're enough. And if you're questioning whether you're enough, then am I loved, right? And that kind of, you trace that back to it. So it's got its purpose and that's what it's designed for. Again, going back to the primal fear of the exact same thing, it's designed to protect you, to give you this fear, to give you adrenaline so you can run away or fight, right? Um, Or whatever you need to do. It's the same thing here. She's trying to protect you, but it doesn't realize you're actually not in physical danger, right? It just doesn't know that. Um, so when in, in the business world, when we're, when we're applying this, this is why we really take the essence of first being right. And then doing. So if you first grounded on who you are, because I believe that, you know, we're all spiritual beings having this minor physical experience. Therefore, and by, by, by the way, by definition, if you're a spiritual being having a minor physical experience, if you manifest it in the physical world, you, that means you came from a world, right? It doesn't mean that you just all of a sudden just showed up here. Well, isn't it so fascinating if you think about, I have three kids under seven. And so I was thinking about this morning when I was journaling, like the, the fascination, like I've seen some really cool things in life, but to think that you can take a cell that, that uses what's called DNA that somebody somehow found, right? Which has already existed and create all of you who are now listening to this. It's like the most fascinating thing in the world. It's like people are like, oh, it's my child or it's my thing. Like you created the child. Well, not really. Like, did you create an eyeball? Like how do you go in the back room and create one? No, like the world unfolded the way it was supposed to and created all of these events for you in your life. Really what that comes down to is trusting that life is going to unfold for you the way it's supposed to and not fighting the moment. So again, if you're fighting fear in the moment, you're not going to be able to get past it. So this is why we, we look at going back, right, to the spiritual being having a minor physical experience, you came from somewhere. So it means that you're already whole and complete in a different place. So if you're already whole and complete in the being world, this is where high achievers get confused because they think that if they, that if they let go of this fear almost that's inside them, and you guys know what I'm talking about. If, if, if I, I know you do. If you're listening to this, you understand what I'm talking about, where it's like they don't want to let go of this part of them that almost has fear because the fear in itself is that if I let go of the part of me, if I let go of this part of me that's gotten me to the successful level that I've been at, then I'm not going to be driven or I'm not going to be an achiever anymore and I'm going to lose my identity. That becomes a fear in itself. So that's in, in, in people that want to take and find out who they really are here through business, right? Through the application of business is business is that conduit for personal growth, right? And they want to find out who they really are. They have to be willing to let go of that part of them. But there's a massive fear 
of letting go of that part of you that prevents you from being and finding out who you are. It's like this, it's like you have to be willing to, to, it's like, you know, Jesus Christ said, die before you die, right? And that's part of what it is, is what it means is you have to let go of a part of you to find out who you are. Here's the really interesting thing. Um, in my life, um, when I, when I is about three times that I can remember where I've been brought into the point where I had the opportunity to let go. And uh, several times before, I just didn't have the courage to do it. Right. I just didn't like, and, and you guys kind of know what I mean. There's, there's a whole stage of consciousness that you can go through where you kind of get dissatisfied. It's like, I think it's the um, you can get dissatisfied with things and ultimately you kind of see the light you can jump through, but most of us don't do it. And this doesn't mean it happens every day, but it can be, you know, five, 10 years when you turn 40 or 30 or 50, right? If these different things show up and you see a moment or an opportunity to make your life better, you see an opportunity that something could be different or something could change in your life for the better, but yet letting go, it also means jumping into that circle means letting go of the part of you that's gotten to where you are. So you almost have to see it as if you're, if when you're letting go of this fear, you're letting go of the part of you that's gotten to you to this place and you thank it, right? Like, it's not like you, it's designed to be where it is and you thank it. And it's like, kind of like visualize yourself putting it up on a shelf, right? This just helps me get through this. You kind of put it up on a shelf and I'll circle this, how this actually really impacts your business in a second, but you put this like almost up on a shelf. And so as you're doing that, um, you, you naturally thank it, put it there. It's almost like you can visually see that happening. And then, then for me, it was about the third time where I said, you know, I really need to let go and I just need to let go for other people and to find out really who I am. And I kind of literally just said, fuck it, I'm going. And I just had the courage in that moment. I just did it. And it was almost like this cloud call it fear, call it just energy source, whatever was in there that's kind of disturbing you. It kind of just like vaporized. It just, there's like a cloud being burnt off by the sun. If you can have that as a visualization, just kind of started going away. There's no necessary energy there anymore. So then what happens is when you realize that yes, fear still shows up, but you're not the fear. It's not the same way. So when you're, when you're being first, you're actually watching and experiencing the emotions of the doing world. You can kind of see it, but you're not pulled to it, right? So you're not actually becoming it. There's some separation there. And so this makes you an absolute competitor in the business world. It doesn't mean you're unethical. It doesn't mean you don't, you're still not conscious business owner. It just means that if fear wasn't holding you back right now, where would you be in your life? Think about that for a second. If fear wasn't holding you back, where could you be? What could you have done? What would you have said? I mean, even things as simple as, you know, having the courage to tell you know, people that you haven't said, I love you for a long time, right? Or even having the courage to look in the mirror and telling yourself, I love you. It's that self-care, right? I mean, it just takes courage to do all that stuff. And, and, and courage, you need courage in order to get past that fear. So when you bring this into the business world and you're able to let go of that fear that's holding you from becoming who you are, then you can take this to the next level in your business because now you're no longer being held back from a part of you that needs to be controlled or complacent or that needs to be just just secure, right? To a certain extent. Um, it's like you have your arms wrapped around and you kind of let go in that part. And then, then you just start to enjoy life. If you think about it, I mean, there's billions of moments that are happening every single second of every single day. And you happen to shine your consciousness, right? On one of them. And then you're shining your consciousness in one of them, you make it a personal moment. Well, the moment to the right of you is not personal. The moment to the left of you is not personal. If the moment in, in some other country right now that's happening while you're listening to this, you realize isn't personal, then why are you making the moment in front of you personal? It's because you want it to be a certain way. 
by letting go of that part of it, you actually go back to the fluidity of life unfolding for you. Life doesn't happen to you, it happens for you. This goes back to what I was saying earlier about, you know, when you look at a child coming into this world from a singular cell through DNA, it constructs it to who you are today. I'm pretty sure life did a pretty good job, right? And it did. And it's the same thing. The minute we get out of trying to manipulate the moment, so Western of us, right? It's like, it's like we want to, the moment happens in front of us and we don't like it, we're going to fix the moment in front of us, right? And it's, it's like we're trying to fight the reality. It's like, well, we didn't, you didn't fight how your life was, how you were being like created, right? You didn't fight that part and it worked out really well. Well, the funny thing is, is when you let go of that part of you, and you start to ride the, the mo- if you start to in- embrace the moment that's in front of you so that you raise the moment up with the highest of intention that you can in a business setting, in a, in a social setting, in your relationships, then life starts to support you in a different way. And you end up getting a lot more than what you ever thought was possible. That's the, we just go at it wrong, right? People think that you need, you have to go out there and try to manipulate the moment and kind of create it and do all these different things using your will and all this different stuff to do it. You're actually fighting. It'd be like holding up a board, like a big piece of plywood, a four by eight piece of plywood in the middle of, of a, a 60 mile an hour wind and trying to like go against the wind. I mean, that, how hard is that, right? I mean, it's like you're trying to walk holding up this piece of plywood in 60 mile an hour wind versus grabbing a sail, strapping it to it and going with the wind. I mean, how much faster are you going to get to where you're going? But this is all rooted in fear. And, the, and I just gave you some examples of lower level fears, but I think there's a deeper fear in all of us, which I've just want to reiterate here, is this fear of letting go of us, particularly in the business world, because we're afraid that if we let go of a, of a part of us that's gotten to where we are, it's like we're going to lose everything that we ever had. And it's just not true. It, you actually start gaining things faster. And so I want you to look at what have you been holding on to, right? This, you know, there's a great... There's a great kind of analogy, if you will, of like how you catch a monkey. Um, this is my favorite story. I like this one, but it's it's pretty powerful, right? And, and you can relate to it very quickly. It's, you know, if there is a wild monkey, the monkey is absolutely free and you need to catch it, right? So they take a cage and they put a banana in the cage. And the cage in itself has very um, small spaces between the bars, just enough so that the monkey comes around and they see it and they can reach inside the cage and grab the banana. But the banana is too thick to be able to pull out. The monkey is free, but it's unwilling to let go of the banana. It's a free monkey. So literally, the people walk up and grab the monkey. The entire time, the monkey has been free, but it's been holding on to a banana for some reason, right? And until it releases the banana, it won't free. It's the same thing in our lives. Until we let go of whatever has been holding us back, our own bananas, whatever we want to look at this, right? Whatever we've been holding on to is going to keep us from experiencing the next level of success in our life. And success is not necessarily materialistically. It could be. I mean success at the deepest level that's going to give you the highest feeling that you can have inside that you can never replicate outside. You know, just think about this for a second. If you got rid of the fear, I mean, again, I say get rid of it. You Remember, it's not getting rid of fear. You're not, you don't become the fear. You don't become it. You're, you're separating from it. If you can get rid of this, you can let go of that banana or let go of that part of you that's holding you back. The, the level of success that you'll reach in your life is at a deeper level. If there's, if there's a state that you could get to inside that is higher 
than any state you could ever achieve from the external world through the doing world, you wouldn't have the fear attached to it nearly as much. I said nearly as much, not even the right word. You wouldn't actually even have it. Because if there's a, if you have like, think about the highest feeling you've ever had, maybe it's a birth of a child or a relationship or an intimate moment or whatever it was, you had this highest form and you just times that by a thousand, felt like that at all times. And you knew that there was nothing externally that can make you feel higher than how you feel now, wouldn't you go after everything with enthusiasm and joy, whether it was a challenge or whether it was success, you would look at them the same because there's nothing in the external world that would make you feel differently, right? And then you would ask the question, well, like, then you say, well, that sounds great, Adam. And then you instantly, your mind probably goes, well, but what about like all this practical things that I have to do, right? I'm, I'm sitting here looking at Hallie who has a headset on and sometimes jumps in and she can join us to make sure that she keeps me on track of things. But it's, it's, uh, the thing is, is when you, when, you, when you let go of that part of you and then you realize of how much you've been holding back, it becomes this really feeling. So bring this into practicality. It doesn't mean that you're still not in the, and that's the being world. That's what we're talking about first. The being world is that this unconditional joy, the state that you know you are, you're whole and complete. You just become, you're already who you are. There's nothing externally that can change who you are. And people know that, right? When you look in the mirror and you're 10, it's the same person looking in the mirror as it is today, right? When you dream, how do you know you dreamt? There's a consciousness that's there with all of us, that spiritual being, right? It's there experiencing it. We just end up in the doing world way more. It doesn't mean that when you're in the doing world, there's not going to be challenges. You're not going to you're not going to experience fear or vulnerability or joy or any of those things. You are. It just means you don't engage with them. You're almost watching them so you get to watch yourself experiencing those things, right? So how do you bring this into the practicality, right? So it's you're sitting there and you've got, I've got a hundred things to do and I've only have time for 10, right? Well, first of all, you that here's the sign. The minute you start having more stress about getting something done than enjoying what you're building, you're coming from the wrong place. So when you, when you think about this from the, whether the lower self or the ego, whatever you want to call it, that is, that is holding you back. So the minute, so the minute you feel more stressed about trying to get a means to an end versus enjoying the struggles along the way. And I mean, like it just is, it's the moment that's sharing in front of you. It just happens to be a struggle, but we have, we have such intention of how something needs to be in order for us to feel a certain way. And when that happens, right, when that happens and it doesn't go the way we want it to, we're, 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 trying to manipulate the moment instead of understanding that there's a better way of looking at this. So in the when you so when you look at it from a practical standpoint of how do you bring this more into play of the different things, it's it's understanding being and then acting in the moment. So what are the most important things that you're doing and not getting so caught up with the 100 things, but narrowing this down to what is the what is the one or two things that I need to do today that's going to move my business forward. By the way, business building is messy. It gets really messy. It just does. It's, a, it's, it's messy because you have to be willing to say no to a lot. If you're unwilling to say no to a lot, then you end up saying yes to everything and not giving yourself to the whole level. And that becomes a problem. So that's really where you want to go with that. Again, fear served a purpose for a long period of time. And if it's that, that like primal fear, I think it, it gets us to a point where um, we need that adrenaline rush to do it. And, I, and frankly, we, there's probably moments in our life that we still need that, right? Whether there's a, an accident or the earthquake happening or you're in an avalanche, you're skiing, you need some fear to kind of drive you. But people mostly are just getting caught up with the psychological aspect of fear that we're creating. And that just creates way too much stress in our lives instead of learning the, the first being than doing, right?
Well, I think you got, well, first of all, it's kind of, if you allow life to unfold, right. And you start to unfold it, then it starts to show itself whether or not it is. And it just, there's, there's, if you're, if you're open to how life is unfolding, then, um, the fear will show up. And I don't know if it's like a gut check. I just think that if you can separate yourself from the fear and learn how to dance with the energy of itself, right? And again, one of the things that you know people talk about from a practicality standpoint is you can use fear to motivate you. And this is maybe where you're getting, like in, in people have said before, right? If you're seven years old sitting on a rocking chair, right? First of all, it's, you know, you're sitting there on a rocking chair trying to figure out um, whether or not this is a good move to make or something that you need to go into, then you can say, if I'm sitting there and I'm seven years old, would I regret not doing this? In fact, for a long period of time, I had this red sign. It's still here in my office. I've had it since uh, I first started businesses, no limits, no regrets, because I never wanted a regret in my life. And so in the beginning, when I was working through all this, I used fear as an opportunity to say, would I, would I regret not doing this? And that was a way of dancing with fear. Right. So it's, we talk about, you know, as you're going through this, as you're gaining more insight and you're working inwardly on your journey here, using business as a way to really open yourself up internally, then you use fear as an opportunity to engage in something that would, that may prevent you from fear. Going back to, I think the biggest fear that achievers have is, if I let go of this part of me, I mean, it's a real fear for all of us, right? This is a real fear. If I let go of the part of me that has made me successful, Am I just going to go fall and lie in some cave somewhere? And the reality is, is you're not. It's, but it's, you got to be willing to, to surrender to that. So part of allowed me to, to basically say, fuck it one day and, and just, and just let, let myself go into it was that using that, okay, would I regret not trying to find who I am? not trying to, to do this? And the answer was yes. So you just, you just say, I'm willing to let go of the part of me. If it puts me in a cave somewhere, then it does. Right? And it didn't. It just actually opened you up so that you have more energy, more enthusiasm, more joy for every part of life. Right? You're only here for just a short period of time. People don't understand. I mean, the world's been around for over 14 billion years, which is, which is crazy to think about. It'd be like people think they know everything about the world or just in general about like in our own personalities. It'd be like giving you a book that you know is a million pages long and saying read one word do you know the book right and you, and you don't and it's it's that we have such a such a finite period of time that we're here that we just need to and is the world's going to continue to exist with or without us physically being here so we just need to be willing to interact with the moment which we which fear in itself prevents you from interacting with the moment. Because the minute you have fear, you literally go in, you start going in your mind and you're living the mind instead of living the moment, which then makes the moment not as precious as it can be, which means you're not living the highest form, which is actually raising the moment up. So if a problem shows up in your business and it starts coming in there, why not be grateful for the problem? Look, you can't, it's like when a problem shows up, you instantly want to like wish it didn't happen. That in itself, the minute you go into wishing the problem didn't happen and you have this fear of the problem that's showing up there, you've already lost the ability to solve the problem. People understand this. Like you just already have lost to a certain extent. So then if you just start embracing, wow, like look at that problem. That's awesome. That just showed up there. Yes, it's sometimes they're not fair. They're right. There's there's things that are going to happen, but life is unfolding in itself right in front of you. So then you wake up and you just, you just say, wow, look at that problem. It's right there. This is awesome. I can't wait to take this on. It, when you can train yourself to do this, and this isn't training yourself like mentally, like, okay, the problem is the problem is there, the problem is there. The problem is right in front of you, 
right? And if you're building a big business, the problem is going to show up 99 out of 100 times throughout a day. It just does. So we're going through all of our days wishing that when a problem shows up, wishing the problem wasn't there for the first five minutes of it, and then getting over ourselves and then still being pissed off trying to fix it. Well, no wonder why the problems keep showing up, right? They're not really problems. They're just a surprise. Everyone likes surprises that you like. You like problems that are not problems that are just show up with money, right? You like those things. It's just you've trained yourself to like, oh my God, life shouldn't be struggles right? Life shouldn't have this. But the fact is you want it to. If you woke up and you were winning a, a football game every week by a thousand to one, that would get really boring. So you want struggles. But what I've always found is people want struggles just enough, but they're always succeeding. It's like we've used this line a lot. Like people say, like, I want to fail. I want to fail. And I'm like, people are using this all the time. Like, I feel forward. I love failing. I can't wait to do it. And then all of a sudden, like somebody fails and they'll have a conversation with me. Like, man, I'm just, I'm just, I'm like, well, didn't you tell me like six months ago you want to go fail forward? You're like, yeah, but I was just kidding. Like, I actually really didn't want to fail. I just like saying that because it makes me feel good. And the fact is, when a minute started I failing, like this feeling inside here makes me feel inadequate. It makes me feel insignificant. Well, let me just tell you that that in itself is fear showing up. It's a psychological fear that you're not going to be enough or that, you know, that, oh my God, I can lose this or I'm not going to be doing these things. Look, the minute you've attached yourself to this, you can no longer solve or be the best leader. If you want to be the best leader, it's self-leadership precedes leadership, right? And we know this. So if it's self-leadership, you have to be the one who is not becoming the problem. So you have to be the one in the organization to start training everybody else around you that if when a problem shows up, you're grateful for the problem. This is really cool. What are we going to learn from this? How are we going to experience this? It's just the next moment in life, right? Instead of approaching problems in the business world from a sense of, of, oh my God, why is this happening, right? Well, it happened. You can't change it. It's like people should just write on their hand, like can't change it, right? Because the moments happened, you can't change it and you can no longer interact with the moments that's already happened. The minute you start trying to interact or replay the moments that's already happened, you're just living in the mind and you're not even enjoying the moment that's in front of you anymore. You're not longer living life, you're living the mind, right? And so in, from a business standpoint, the more we can work inward, the more we can start going and, and understanding that if we can be first, understanding that fear is going to first step up. So look at, we look at this kind of sequentially. It doesn't mean tomorrow after listening to this that you're all of a sudden not going to have any fears and going to be separated from this. The path to this is, is inward growth is a journey. It's not sequential unless you're Eckhart Tolle. And then it was just boom. But then it was even argument that for a long period of time before he went and fell asleep for an hour and woke up kind of differently, um, you, he was very unhappy with his life. So just put that aside for a second. But anyways, so um, most of us, it's very sequential and it's small bites, just like building your business, just like building your success. We all know that success doesn't happen overnight, right? Even though people like the, those Instagram influencers make it seem like it is, it actually takes a long period of time. And the same thing this way. And so as you start understanding and having awareness around the fears, y'all know what I'm talking about too, like this fear of letting go of yourself to be more of yourself. It's like you've created an identity around who you need. And understand that the highest form in the personality, the personality is real. It's, it's, it lives in the doing world, right? The highest form of the personality is to stay consistent with who you are. And so if you try to shatter who you are, the whole doing world, the whole ego that's associated with that, that that's there, starts to really get uh, vocal, right? It really starts to hold, it starts to pull, it does every little trick that it can, it talks to you different ways and negotiates with you, all these different things that kind of keep you there. Because that's just what it's designed to do. It doesn't know any different. 
it's not designing to gain more clarity of the inward world. It's designed to, to serve its purpose. And remember, in the doing world, you can never do enough, be enough, have enough, know enough, because it's impossible to do all that. So yes, there's always going to be a need for more there. Always going to be a need for more there. And so there's this also this fear of not knowing everything, not doing everything. You can always be more, like I can't be more. Well, stop that. Go back inward and understand that I am whole and complete. I am, I am here in this physical world having this really cool experience. Enjoy the moment. Embrace the problem and embrace the challenge that shows up and start looking at things differently. The minute you gain that different perspective on it, then fear no longer can, can, can hold you back. And if you need to, in the beginning, use my little thing, no limits, no regrets, where in the, and, and it's like, if, if something shows up and all of a sudden you see a bunch of fear showing up, you say, well, am I going to regret not doing this? Am I going to regret not looking at problems differently 10 years down the road? Am I going to regret not being the best leader that I can be? And that's how you can dance with fear. So you can create your own dance steps, right? For each different fear, the start is a process to start chipping away at this. And what you'll gain is over time, and this isn't, this isn't a like, hey, I work on it, you know, like a, a weekend retreat. This is like a, this is part of your everyday life. So you're literally working on this every single day of your life because guess what? In business, how many problems show up? Exactly, right? Every single opportunity or every single day. Also, I didn't, what I haven't talked about is it's the successes that show up. Yes, and when successes show up, it's the same thing. You don't reach like this high, like, oh my God, I'm so amazing, right? There's the, you know, you've heard a quote, it's a lot of, you're never as good as you are in your best days, you're never as bad as you are in your worst days. And so really where that, what that means to me is that you, you approach every moment, whether it's success or whether it's a struggle from the same place. So you're just happy for it. You're joyous, you're excited, excited with challenges and you're excited with success, but you don't become the success. You don't become the problem. You're just watching yourself experiencing it. So you stay in this very neutral state at all times because guess what? If you become success, what happens? You have to fall, right? At some point, it won't hold its high that you had for that period of time, right? If you win the lottery at some point in time, you're gonna come after you readjusted to the, your new level of life. If you go from paycheck to paycheck and you win the lottery, yes, I don't disagree. For a year of your life or six months or 18 months, you're going to feel different. You're going to have all this money. You're going to have all these different things. But at some point when, you're, when you have adjusted to your new circumstances, you will go back to your baseline of joy. You just will. You'll go back to your baseline. Same thing. I mean, how many people have gone from having things to going two things. And if you just allow it, like you go back to your baseline, maybe you're really happy and you had some things, you went back there and you didn't have it, but you can still be just as happy. My point is that's the being part of you. You're always going to adjust to your current life situations. So knowing that, then don't put so much emphasis on the success or on the failures. Just understand they're all part of, of you growing yourself inwardly so that you can experience yourself. If you start getting more stressed about the outcome of an event that you're working on versus just working in the moment, then you know you're working from a different place. And that's, that's the, usually the number one sign from achievers. If you're saying, I just need to get this done and get this done. This is why we've always teach people in our organizations to, hey, yes, you're going through struggle and like you get somebody's questions or somebody emails you and says, I just can't wait to get through this week. And I always reply back and say, look, no, don't wait to get through this week because what if you don't make it through this week, <laughs> right? What if you, uh, you don't know what's going to happen in the week, then you just missed your life. Building up more stress about trying to get somewhere versus enjoying the process along the way 
if you're just trying to get something done and it starts to build up a lot of stress because you can't do it versus, yes, because it shows up that way, right? Versus just going like, wow, I've got a hundred things I got to do. This is really cool, right? It's just, there's no longer this pull that forces you to do it. However, because the pull is a lower vibrational frequency than enthusiasm. So when you see you have a hundred things and you're coming from enthusiasm, you actually get more done in a business setting because you're not coming from a place of trying to solve or serve your ego. You're coming from a place of pure enthusiasm and the things that really don't matter kind of fade away from that. And so then it's, then it's left with just the things that really need to be done. Um, so you can go actually and go out there and attack them. Right. And, and in terms of goals, this is where I was going in terms of goals. This is, a, this is a big one because people say, okay, well then, then how do I set goals for different things? Your mind is a tool. It's when you live in your mind, right? When you're living in your mind to escape from the moment is that's when you're no longer living life, you're living mind. So when you have start fantasizing about some past event, again, we use in like fear of like, oh my God, this has happened. What is it? You're living, you're, you're living in some moment that's already happened. And if you're living in like, if you're living in your mind about fantasizing like these things you want to go to, then you're living your mind. However, if you're in the moment and you're planning for 2020 or you're planning for 2025, or you're planning for the next year or whatever it is, you then use your mind as a tool that you've accumulated this knowledge in the doing world to help bring that into the present moment. But you're no longer using your mind to escape from the present moment. It's an amazing computer that we haven't even tapped into what it's capable of. I mean, if you think about it, like it can take vibrational frequencies from air and convert them into images. If I just say, if I say an apple, it, everyone can instantly think of an apple. And people can think of it in different colors. Some people think in red, some people think in green, some people see it on a table, some people see it in different areas. Your mind has the ability to grab a thought, right, or a word and provide a visualization for you to look at. It also then provides you an audio, right? If you had a good thought about apples, right, and, and it's been a positive experience, then you may feel, because then feelings come in from your thoughts. By the way, it's almost impossible to have a thought and an opposite feeling right? So if your thought is positive, you tend to feel really good about it. Try having a very negative thought, but feeling amazing, right? Because they're like a little sister and big brother. They go hand in hand. And that's what happens when people get caught up in that. That's why they feel because you're thinking first and then creates the feeling from it because that's just how it's happening because you become it, right? Instead of separating yourself from there. So when you're planning with this, it's it's 100% in using your mind and the knowledge that it's created and all the books that you read and all the experiences you had, you bring that into the present moment so you can create or plan or do or whatever, how it needs to express. So here's where we're going to wrap up today. For when I think about fear, what I want you to start doing is to think about your dance steps. So the next time when, you, when you're done listening to this, the next fear that shows up in this, just first create some awareness. Just tell yourself that you, wow, I can feel, I can see, and I can experience this fear showing up. I can actually see it. I can feel it versus becoming it. This is the first step to creating some space between it, right? It's your, and then, and then just the more awareness you have around this, the more, I promise you, this is a natural path for you. You only have to do anything. It's not like I'm saying you got to go out there and lift 5,000 pounds. You literally start, this is a very natural place for us to go to and your, and your body knows what to do. Your mind, your soul know what to do once you start creating some separation from the doing and the being. So when the fear shows up, what's your dance steps? The dance, one of the first dance steps should be the awareness around this, right? Then you can use, 
choose, okay, well, am I going to regret this decision? And you start working through fear to understand that you can come out on the other side of it. As you start coming out on the other side of fear, fear will no longer have that same resistant hold on you and it no longer holds resistance on you. You'll be able to let go of larger fears in your life. And as that starts to happen, you start to work more inwardly and it just grows faster because you hit a geometric progression um, at some point. But this is sequential, folks. So start with something small. Fear can no longer hold you back as long as you don't give it its energy to hold you back. If you need to let go of the banana, if you need to let go of the rope so it can't pull you anywhere, you'll be a much more competitor in the business world and you're going to be happier, more joyous and have more energy throughout all of the challenges and successes that you have in building a business. Hey, if you like this episode of Business Meets Spirituality, make sure to subscribe to this podcast before you go so you don't miss future episodes. Or visit our website, adamhergenrother.com. That's H-E-R-G-E-N-R-O-T-H-E-R to subscribe to our show wherever you listen to your podcast. And don't forget, Never give up on joy.